0: Yo world, what's up? My name is Amanda Wright. If you are just now tuning in, this is Beats, Rhymes, and Life, and it has been a little bit of a while, but you know I had to bring it back with a bang and let you guys know what's up with this next big legendary duo, Gangstar. Gangstar! Y'all know who I'm talking about, and if you don't, then you guys are hiding under a freaking rock, dude, because Gangstar is probably one of the biggest assets to hip-hop today and its culture. And probably one of the most like enlightening groups out there. They taught me so much, dude. They really did show me another side to hip-hop and that it wasn't just all about the flashiness. It wasn't just all about the music. It was there was a lot more to it and it really helped me appreciate the difference between just different lyricists. Like you can once I once I tuned into Gangstar, once I really do- dove into them, there was just a whole different type of taste of music that I had, honestly, especially with lyricists because you know they had to be able to, you know, meet up to the par of Guru, the legendary guru. I'm sure you guys know who Guru is. Guru is well-known for Gangstar. The two well-renowned guys who are accountable for Gangstar's rep is Guru and DJ Premier. Guru, his name is Keith Edward Elam, and they used to call him Keith E. He's the vocalist, the lyricist, the man with the message. He was something else. Rest in peace, my brother. And we also have Mr. DJ Premier, who was the producer. His real name is Christopher Martin. But Gangstar, Gangstar didn't always consist of just those two guys. It was actually, um, it actually had consisted prior with a rapper Damo Dski and DJ Be Down before DJ Premier had came into the game. And, um, it did also consist with Mr. Guru, but the, the old Gangstar group, um, they were more so accounted for tracks like The Lesson and Bust a Move, which were both produced by DJ Mark the 45 King. And at the time, they were still a Boston-based group, but, um, in the end, you know, all these guys, they all have their own life path ahead of them, so they decided to go their separate ways and pursue more appropriate projects for themselves. So yeah, while all of that was going down, um, DJ Premier, on the other hand, he had relocated to Texas because he was attending college, but um, he left a trail of mixtapes behind with him. He was already pursuing his individual career as a producer, and like I said, he had already left a name for himself. So what he did is he created the Inner City Posse, which got plenty of record companies attention and was actually offered a contract with Wild Pitch Records, but only if he got rid of his rapper. So since that happened, Guru had been looking for a group to be plugged up with and he needed a rapper, Guru needed a DJ, so you know, it just kind of all worked out. And what happened was Guru and him met and this just royal marriage in hip hop was formed and. It was just destined for greatness ever since then. Guru was born July 17th in 1961. Cancer, what's up? He was born in Roxbury, Massachusetts. Guru actually stands for Gifted Unlimited Rhymes Universal. That's his acronym for his name right there. And honestly, just that in itself tells you how awesome he was as a person. Like, Gifted Unlimited Rhymes Universal. This cat was gifted. He was blessed. It was something. It was just something about him. The way that he held himself, the way that he talked about things, and the way that he was willing to step out of his boundaries to get a certain message across. He was blessed, he was gifted with something, and he was meant to do great things. He was born the son of a Boston uh, municipal and superior court judge. He then moved to Brooklyn following his graduation with a degree in business administration from Atlanta's Morehouse College. Um, I'd say a lot of his influence being his influence from, like, his lyrical influence. The reason why he was so passionate about giving back to people. And he was so passionate about lyrics with substance. He wanted, he really wanted to rap about something that was going to move you. He wanted to rap about something that actually, that actually was going to do better. He wanted to send out this message and show people that I'm using hip-hop to promote positivity. And what he did was he actually worked previously as a counselor in a maximum detention home in Boston, and I do believe that that is probably the reason why he got such a, he became such a heavy and deep lyricist, because he's seen a lot of shit going in there, and he's seen a lot of things that people went through, so he channeled all of those energies, and all of those experiences that he had in that detention center, and he incorporated it into his music, and that's why he was considered such a hip-hop pioneer, because he was like, he was preaching, he was preaching about the real shit, and the raw shit of the industry, and just, of life, and what What was going on in the world? It wasn't just about all the flashiness. It wasn't just about all the materialism. It was about hip hop, and it was about the rawness of the music and what was really going on in the world. So that's why Guru has such a reputation for himself, and that's just him lyrically. We haven't even dove on to what he, how he was as a producer, and just what he did on his solo career. But let's not let's let's not give Guru too much shine, even though he was so much of a great artist. Let's let's talk about DJ Premier now DJ Premier well He's a dope-ass, he's a dope-ass producer. Nonetheless, like, it always takes two to tango. It's not just one person. It wasn't a one-man group. This was a two-man group, and it was equally shared that way. All right, so DJ Premier, Christopher Edward Martin, was born March 21st in 1966. March 21st. Every gang, but anyways. Um, he was born in Houston, Texas, and was then raised in Prairie View, Texas, before living in Brooklyn, New York, during his teenage years. He attended Prairie View A&M University, where he owned... His musical skills as the campus DJ. He also occasionally performed with the marching band too at that school as well, but, um, DJ Premier, he's also known as Preen, Primo, or Primo. So he was, he is held accountable for producing all of Gangstar's songs as well as many of those composed by the Gangstar Foundation. He's held accountable for production with Cannabis, Common, D'Angelo, um, digging in the crates, Fat Joe, Joey, Badass, A. Z., even Christina Aguilera in like 2006. So he has paved such a path for him. I would say DJ Premier is a great businessman. He knows what he's doing, and he has such skill for it. So he's he has just taken advantage of it over the years. DJ Premier's style of production just really embodied the New York sound of his earlier peers. He's really known for sampling more jazz, funk, and soul artists, and he's also known for sampling artists' past work while creating a new track for that same artist, like for example on Jay Z's So Ghetto from the 1990 al- excuse me, 1999 album volume, volume 3, Life and Times of S. Carter. So that was pretty cool. That was a new approach to the production game as well, and like I said, he just has a lot of credibility and a lot of work that he has had with a lot of other artists. So Premiere and Guru, nonetheless, even before them two had came together, they already had a name for themselves in the industry. When they first linked up with Wild Pitch Records and they decided that they were going to be working together as a duo. They both were still working over the phone because Premiere was in school, Guru was in Brooklyn, and they were mailing each other's tapes and trying to collaborate their first album over the phone and over mail, so this is pretty interesting because their debut album in 1989, No More Mr. Nice Guy, was completed in about 10 days, dude. So with that album, it just got so much attention that it picked up Airplay on Yo MTV Raps which then got the attention of director Spike Lee, who at the time was filming the movie Mo' Better Blues with Branford Marsalis. So they tracked down Gangstar and they were like, yo dude, like we really do like your, what you guys are bringing to the table and we want you guys to be a part of what we're doing. They asked them to cut a recording of Lotus Eli's poem about the history of jazz and they asked them to cut it with a hip hop rhythm for the um, conclusion of the movie soundtrack which then produced the song Jazz Thing. So, it all just was a ripple effect from there. Um, After Jazz Thing, they then produced Step in the Arena and Daily Operation, as they began to lay a foundation for their career. I just love Gangstar so much because just their lyrics just had so much substance in it. It wasn't, it wasn't just me listening to a rapper talking about Tiss ass and whatnot. Both Guru and Premier have striven to be seen as individuals outside of their Gangstar hallmark. They did this joint collaboration with the Dream Warriors on I've Lost My Ignorance which increased their profile with their solo projects. So Premier went on to produce widely for like KRS-One, Big Daddy Kane, Heavy D and amongst many other artists like I had mentioned prior. Guru, he set up these winning jazz situations and it really just compromised like his distinctive rap styles with the best of modern freeform jazz. Like it was it was dope because it was like he was getting the modern day jazz as well as the classical jazz like he was getting a piece of each generation think of it that way he was getting the old school root of um jazz and hip-hop as well as what he was bringing to the table that new lyricism that new raw lyricism that he was bringing to the table and he was collaborating with all of the old school artists as well so like this jazz matazz situation that he was going on it really skyrocketed for him and it helped him in his solo career because he was collaborating with a lot of old school artists and a lot of people appreciated his sampling for that. So Guru and Premier, being a little bit preoccupied with their solo careers, just as time passed like rumors spread about them speculating a split up um, between the duo and uh, out of nowhere they came back with a vengeance with the album Hard to Earn and it took them back to their roots with their best flow and freestyle skills. And this was actually their second outing for their posse, um, the Gangstar Foundation, that Guru had formed with all of the rappers like Juru the, the Jamaja, um, Big Shug, Lil Dap, and Falachi the Nutcracker. So that was a really big deal for them in the Gangstar Foundation. So after a pretty prolonged absence, they finally returned with their very legendary and inventive 1998 Moment of Truth album. That, like, I I feel like they let that album out and then they just let everybody sit on it because it was a fucking awesome album, dude. Like, the moment of truth. That's exactly what it was. So they then put Gangstar on an extended hiatus to concentrate on a number of solo projects. Like I said, these two cats were just, at the same time, they were very good businessmen. They knew what they were doing. They knew, they had a plan and they went with it. So it was a pretty pleasant surprise to see them return in 2003 with a new album, The Owners. And then in 2006, with the best of compilation CD that they had made as well. Throughout this time, they're all working on their solo careers and whatnot. Um, Guru actually got sick, he got cancer. And around this time, um, as they were doing their own thing, Premier in Guru. Guru actually befriended a new DJ. He actually, this is his new wingman, DJ Solar. And I know there are so many accusations and so many unanswered questions on the behalf of DJ Solar and just what his role was in Guru's life and just essentially what his role was in Guru's death, too. It was a really, really, really big issue that had happened towards the end of Guru's life, but long story short, and these are just the accusations that have been made. You know, nobody really knows what happened. It was sad because not even his family knew what really happened. You know, his family was out of the loop as well, so who knows what really happened. But from the accusations that they ha- that have been made, um, what was said was that, you know, DJ Solar just pretty much cut off Guru's family from him while he was in his dying days, and nobody could really get in touch with him. Like, the only way they could get in touch with, from, with Guru through the internet. Like, his, his own family couldn't even talk to him. So it was a really fucked up situation and at the end of it all what dj solar was claiming was that guru had made this decision himself that he did not want to be around his family but his family says otherwise his family, and i, I kind of do believe that as well because who wouldn't want to be with their family in their last dying days so it was really unfortunate because his family did not get to see him until his last dying days literally his last dying days and Guru actually died at the age of 48 on April 19th in 2010 after battling cancer, suffering a heart attack, and for a time falling into a coma. And that was the day that a legend left us. But just the way that the situation un- unraveled with DJ Solar and just his family and with premier, it was really unfortunate how that all happened. My blessings go out to his family and, you know, I hope that they're at peace now with everything that has happened. But what a mark did he leave on our society? What a mark did he leave on the hip-hop culture? Like, Guru will never be forgotten. Guru is the of hip-hop, like it's crazy because his name just, he lived up to his name so much. And another cool thing that I really do appreciate from the group Gangstar is how they really did, they made the split between mainstream hip-hop and underground hip-hop in my opinion. Because what Gangstar did is they, they ran with the fact that they were underground. They ran with the idea, they ran with that idea they said, you know what, well, if we're, we're underground, we're going to keep our torches, and we're going to be keep on shining underground, because we don't need to sell out to be mainstream, we don't need to sell out to get more money, we don't need to sell out to get more attention from these people, because if you really appreciated the art of the music, then you would be down here with us in the underground, and I feel like that is when, like I said, the split really did come about in the, in the hip hop industry between underground hip hop and mainstream hip hop because that was one thing that Gangstar really did stress. The difference between rappers who really just cared about all the materialistic things that came along with it and the fame and whatnot, whereas they really did care about the art of the music and they really did care about sending a message through their music. And I think that that was probably one of the biggest roles of Gangstar and probably one of the biggest roles of Guru. He really, you could tell that he really wanted to send that message out to those people that hip hop is not as meets the eye. As what I have said prior, before, plenty of times, hip hop is not as what meets the eye. You know, Gangstar is legendary. DJ Premier, he's still alive. There still are plenty of people who are o- OGs who are still alive, and that's why that's why it amazes me because the people who really did leave such an impact in this industry, they are not with us anymore. Or they're just not involved in the industry anymore because of how shitty it's gotten over the years. But what can you do? Underground is still living. You just gotta know what's up. <laughs> but with that being said, I do, I, I do like the idea that there is underground hip hop and that there is mainstream hip hop and that we do have that divide. But I don't like the fact that people kind, to, people, the, the fact that it is underground hip hop. Like people don't like to share it. People think of it as like, well, if it's underground hip hop, you gotta know what's up to know what's up. And that's how it is in our society nowadays with that type of music. And there's nothing wrong with that. I totally agree with, with those type of people. Like, you know, if you know what's up, you do know what's up. Because it take it, it took research. It took time for you to find out these things. But I personally, now knowing these things, would like to share that with the world. To open people's eyes to the difference between real raw music and just trash. And I feel that our society Needs a new hip-hop pioneer or just a new somebody, a new voice to really show them that. Well, my name's Amanda Wright, <laughs> and I would like to show you guys some things like that, so with that being said, you know, that was this is my long talk of Gangstar, but long and appreciative, appreciative talk of Gangstar, and I do just want to give that thanks to Guru as well as to DJ Premiere for, for showing us the real meaning of hip-hop, in my opinion for giving us the true meaning of hip-hop, for, for letting us know that there is a meaning to hip-hop, and hip-hop is knowledge, and knowledge should be shared, but Gangstar's is dope dude, honestly Gangstar is legendary hip-hop group, well guys, I mean, speaking of legendary, I think we're gonna go on to the, one of the, the, these guys, man, shit, they are still functioning, and we are in the year 2015, so yeah, legendary probably doesn't even cut it for these guys, because. What they did was a whole, they, they brought business and the raw art of hip hop together. Woo! And they just made it unbuck with a bear. But we're going to be talking about Wu-Tang, okay? Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. From the slums of Shaolin. Y'all know who I'm talking about. So it's going to be a long one next week. And I do appreciate you guys tuning in. My name is Amanda Wright, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. We are always going to be talking about exploring the origins of hip hop and all of its culture. And I want to let you guys know how we got here today, how our music has evolved. So don't forget to tune in. Check me out on podbean.com. This is where you guys are hearing this. And I do post it up on my Facebook. Leave me a comment, shout out, whatever you want. Let me know what's up. Give me some feedback. I really would appreciate it. And if, like I said, if you would like me to speak on the behalf of a particular artist you have in mind, shoot me a message. I will most definitely love to teach you a little bit something about somebody else, especially upon request. So, um, yeah, that's about it for this week. I do appreciate it, guys. Don't forget to tune in next week to Nutan Clan. It's going to be some interesting shit. We got like nine dudes to cover. <laughs> so maybe a long one, but believe me, it's going to be worth your while likes guys, appreciate it, next week until next time Amanda Wright is my name spreading the knowledge of hip hop is my game